to Anime Bebe, sponsored by the iExpo. This is your damn nerd host, Mikey, and joined with me as always is... The always fantastic, the always industrial, the smarts behind all your favorite support items out there, the amazing grin, Ryan. And welcome back to Summer of Heroes. And on this episode, we have a very special guest joining us today. Please introduce yourself to the folks at home. Uh, I don't have any amazing intro like Ryan has. <laughs> uh, well, like, I didn't either, but like, that was just on the spot. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, okay, I guess I'll also say, damn nerd, whatever. <laughs> Hi, my name's Tony. Hello. Yeah, and uh, what's, uh, what sort of uh, podcast experience have uh, you had before? Oh my You've done God. quite a few things. I've been You've done on quite a few things. My resume, I've been on a few things. I've been on, I was on the Fight Bait and Anime News Broom, as we call it. I was the janitorial director back then um various fightbait.com shows have been on whiskey thursday a few times uh i had an old podcast called black flower music that's long gone and the now on hiatus for a bit at least for a little while mental fm um yeah you can check all those out i don't even know if any of them exist anymore but if you want all the bento fm episodes just contact me somehow and i'll get them to you i'll try to post the link in the description here yeah, it was nice yeah it's us. a dead it's a dead it's a dead website i didn't pay the bill so oh, okay oh so it's like defunct <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's for now but like yeah no. just just send me a dm or whatever mm-hmm. and i'll just like Zip them up, send them. I don't care. <laughs> well, hey, we were glad for you. We were glad you were able to stop by for this episode, though. Yeah, what up? Yeah, because like uh, today we're recording this on uh, Sunday, August 11th, and yes, it uh, is. later on today we're gonna be go heading out to a uh, first wrestling show. Yep. So I thought, like, hey, you know, since we're all together on this weekend, why don't we uh, record the uh, next podcast together? Yeah, what up? Yeah, this is gonna be good. And again, hyped up for heroes first, then for like in the ring heroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And before we get right into the episode proper, uh, Tony, can you tell us your uh, personal history with My Hero Academia? I don't know. I mean, all the hype just got to me, and I'm just like, fuck it, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the hype gets to, like, in, like, a lot of people real easily, I found. Yeah. It really digs into you and kind of, like, resonates with you. Like, and I, I wanted a dumb shonen to watch, you know, so I'm, I just gave it a chance. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is pretty great, and I just... 
kind of mainline through the series over the course of a few weeks, and, basically. Uh, and I haven't really rewatched it much, but I've been meaning to go back to it. Nice. And uh, do you have any like uh, favorite moments or like story arcs? Here? I mean, like y'all mentioned last time, uh, the the one for all or the All Might moment. Yeah. That that's classic. That's that's really good moment in anime history. United yeah. States of Smash, a capital moment. Um, I think probably like my favorite bit in the whole series is the whole disguise thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I remember watching that, and I'm just like dying, just Deku being like, "Hey fool, who are you looking at? Who who who? You're yep. talking to me?" <laughs> Yeah, auditioning I, to be in like Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I also, yeah, and also, also another moment that really grabbed me was the whole, uh, what do you call it? The first kind of big battle with villains at the training grounds. Oh, the USJ. Yeah, USJ. Oh uh, yes, yeah, all my proving was, he still got it by yeah, fighting, fighting the new. Man. Yeah, then all the kids like trying to figure out how the heck they actually do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, a big, def- yeah, a big, uh, nice, big defining moment early in the Yeah, series. it's a great mm-hmm. like opening stuff, opening like uh, battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good stuff at the at the uh, ending of the first season there. So when we last left you, we just completed the first half of season three, and yeah, what an arc that was. Yeah, that was a wild one. Ooh, that's heavy. That was just cool. Like so. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all definitely did a good job covering that last time. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. To kind of like get a bit of a breather from season three, because I think we kind of needed it. So that's why we're going to be doing the movie this time around. And also because uh, the movie was uh, released in the midst of uh, season three. So it kind of like works out chronologically in terms of of, uh, release. Yeah, Yeah, given what happened recently, this is a little more topical to go into than rather like covering season three and then going into this. Yeah, and also uh, technically this uh, takes place before the events of season three. So Yes, so yeah, we could have actually taken a break in between the podcast. And screwed over all our listeners. Yeah. You could have, but <laughs> splitting up our content. But no, we we love y'all. So, but now you're gonna put it in the middle where the advertisement episode went. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I didn't even think about that. That's actually true. There you go. <laughs> so yes, we're gonna be taking a little uh, summer trip to I Island as we're looking at My Hero Academia, the movie Two Heroes. And uh, on this episode, we're going to do things a little differently than what we've usually done. Usually when we do these podcasts, we watch things ahead of time, take notes and all that, and then uh, we record. But uh, this time, after this little, my usual little preamble I do here, we're going to pause the recording, go watch the movie, and then come back and talk about it. It's a very similar concept to this uh, other podcast I listen to called Cinema Swirl, which is a great podcast, by the way. I highly recommend it. Yeah, right so as, so as you can hear, we're just we're just sipping our iced coffees this morning, and we're just gonna dig right into it and report back to you with all the news. Yep, we'll we'll give you a little trip report after the whole movie goes down. So first things first, a little background. Just like the regular TV series, the film is produced by Studio Bones, directed by Kenji Nagasaki, and pretty much has the same exact team coming in to do the movie. Though of course, uh, with that big screen movie budget, so things are gonna look a lot more prettier. Also, we have Kohei Horikoshi himself as a supervisor for the film, in addition to uh, designing some original characters for the movie. Isn't that how most of these uh, anime films tend to go for shonens? Like, yeah, for the they, most they part. typically always have like the creator in as like a yeah, creative, as, like, creative support. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I know the One Piece movies, especially like after Strong World, they always have like Oda in as like uh, a supervisor, and he always like designs characters and like works out the story with the uh, director and writers. Right, right. So yeah, a little more. This is part. This is part of the course. Yeah, a for... little more stakes going on little more than your weekly television show so might as well like try and give it a little more special treatment yeah mm-hmm. definitely 
And on the English dub side of things, it's licensed by Funimation with Colleen Clinkenbeard as the ADR director, along with Jeremy Kratz doing the adaptive scripts. So basically the same duo that does the uh, dub for the anime. Right on. Uh, some stuff before the film's release. Uh, to uh, coincide with the release, there was a special tie-in manga called Volume Origin, which contains two chapters, one of which is uh, a little uh, backstory on All Might, which follows his training after the death of his mentor, Nana Shimura, and the other chapter involves the relationship between All Might and uh, one of the new characters in the film. Uh, have you, either of you guys checked those out? Nope. Uh, I did, actually, before uh, before this podcast, actually. Um, the volume origin chapter is actually pretty uh, heartwarming, actually. It shows you the, uh, the the two new characters will be seen in the film and their uh, relationship to All Might. And uh, All Might, naturally, as you, could, as you could assume, is just very sweet to them both. Uh, very sweet to one of them, who's just a little girl by that point. And uh, he punches away a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> what? He punches... Yeah, he legit punch All Might legit punches a tornado that is coming for everybody. Really? Town. He punches it and dissipates it. Yeah, I had that kind of reaction, too, where I saw it in the chapter... They're just like, you know, like, All Might's just talking with his friend, and, like, his friend's, like, telling to his daughter, like, yeah, you too can become a hero, even though you don't have a quirk or anything. You too can, like, design technology and become an engineer and whatnot. And I don't know where tornadoes coming straight for the town, even though the weather alerts should have maybe, like, alerted people to that. Ooh, that's fine. And I initially thought, like, oh, is it maybe, like, a villain causing a tornado? It doesn't matter. You have All Might. He can just punch it away. Yeah, it's like, is, a tor- is like somebody, is, like, a villain coming along with a, has got, like, tornado powers or something? No. No, it's just a regular old tornado, and then like All Might just like punches it once. And Screw it... you, finger of God, for I am here. <laughs> <laughs> we had All Might in the film Twister. Okay. That would have been a very different film. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Bill Paxton. Yeah. Hey, no. no, but uh, I, I would actually recommend uh, reading Volume Origin because it actually does give a neat little bit of uh, setup for the film. If if All Might was in uh, Twister, would it still have that? that bop of a Shania Twain song in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and everyone Hell else. Yeah. You would have to, you'd have to. <laughs> no one needs to know right now. And maybe All Might can have a better relationship with Helen Hunt on set, and, like, they wouldn't hate each other like Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'd be able to charm the pants off her. They wouldn't have to, like, record the pre-show for the Twister ride at Universal Studios at separate locations, but have it edited so that it seems like they're talking to each other, even though they're in two separate locations. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's only. awesome. If only. I don't know if All Might's really big on movie deals, though. <laughs> nah. Although he is big on merch. Exactly. <laughs> Certainly big on merch. <laughs> like we said in the last podcast, he looked at uh, all of Deku's merch in his room and he goes like, huh, I sold out. <laughs> uh, that's, yep. the, that's the one aspect of All Might, like, oh man, you, you probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, number one hero. Well, I mean, he's set for life now, you know? Uh, that is he's true. Got them, he's I got wonder them, if he donates any of that to charity. Yeah, imagine he's got royalties rolling in from all that merch he produces. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got it. He's probably not like uh, Krusty the Clown looking at Bart's room, seeing all the crap he's like licensed his face off to over the years. <laughs> <laughs> all, my, all my brand hot sauce. <laughs> Here, All Might, use my All Might brand uh, eye wash. Get that thing out of my face. <laughs> Although I find it really ironic now that, of all people, like... The mortal foe of the series, Tomer Shigaraki, does have his own merch now in hand cream. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Look it up. It legit exists. Tomer Shigaraki has his own brand of hand cream right now. In real now. life? In real life. Oh my god. You can get that. <laughs> okay. That is, that is really dark once you find out later on, like, the context <laughs> of that. That is really dark. Oh man. 
there's a, okay so like totally kind of off topic here there is a video on youtube that someone made about how you can live an entire or like how shinji akari would live an entire day based on ava merchandise oh yeah that was from ava user uh, redbard yeah yes oh i think i might have heard of this yeah it's very good. Because there's so much goddamn Evangelion merch out there that you do gotta wonder, could you subsist entirely off it? You could for a day, at mm. least. There's some stuff they don't have, but... Mm, yeah. True. Oh, and another film tie-in, there was a uh, special episode of the anime that aired midway through the second arc of Season 3. Since we won't be talking about that when we do our Season 3 Part 2 podcast, uh, we can talk about it now. So, uh, thoughts on that episode where it was like... Uh, Deku and uh, some of the other students doing, like, uh, a mystery inside of a bank, and they have to interrogate uh, some of the teachers, you know, like, uh, Midnight, President Mike, and Cementos, who are playing the roles of, like, uh, customers and uh, patrons of the uh, jewelry store while All Might's, like, playing a villain. Yeah, it's a humorous little oh, diversion yeah. for the uh, film. Although, uh, just, just you know, the only, I mean, I would just say the only awkward aspect is that it's, like, right in between, like, the se- in the season, you know? It's, yeah, like, smack it dab in the middle. Up, it comes out, like, like right all filler, it's, it's, a, it's a little out of place, but, like, I do like at the beginning that they lampshade that, mm-hmm. because you just have Midoriya and All Might coming out, and All, and all Might is just like, why, why young Midoriya? We're going, we are going to make it, we are going to insert a little story about love <laughs> and life, <laughs> and the pursuit of justice. I think Victoria is on just on the side, like, yeah, all might. This doesn't really make sense, like within the context of all this. It's like a, it's almost like a Rick and Morty moment. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm having a hard time remembering what happened that episode. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, the the the, the, the students in that story just get presented with a, a little real world problem they might yeah. find themselves encountering. Sure. Having to solve a little mystery that. on the spot. <laughs> and the whole, like, uh, payoff was, like, uh, apparently the story that the uh, teachers came up with is that All Might was a villain going to rob a jewelry store, and uh, Midnight is playing, like, you know, his uh, mm-hmm. long-lost love who calls the police to, like, try to stop him, you know, make him go straight. But then she goes in, like, no, I still love you, and then, like, All Might gets uh, taken out, and they think he's dead. But then, in actuality, he was just pretending to be knocked out. It's a very, like, weird Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. It? It's like, oh... Well, gang, looks like we have another mystery on our hands. <laughs> Pocket goes just like, ruh <laughs> <laughs> I do like the one bit where, like, uh, they check on All Might. They think he's uh, pretending to be dead, but Sue kind of, like, uh, tickles his nose a bit, and he, and he like, uh, reacts. So they think, like, okay, he's just acting. He's not really dead. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but that was the thing. Like, he was trying to say, like, no, I am actually alive in the context of uh, this uh, little scenario we're doing here. So you need to tie me up or something like that. But no, I'll get, I'll get away. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Yeah, that was that was a good moment. That's that, that's still a cheap move. Though. That was oh, yeah. <laughs> like they were genuinely concerned about him, thinking like, "Oh, is he actually dead? Oh no, he's actually alive. Never mind." The guy could have like broken ribs or something too. Like you're just <laughs> yeah, gonna like move really. him and tie him up. Like, come on, Aizawa, you gotta like you gotta work on this curriculum more. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like work out the kinks. I know that you sleep half of the day, but you know you're a hardworking teacher. We expect more from you. From, more mm-hmm. from you, man. You're going to get a reprimand from Principal Nezu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, here's a little piece of real-time follow-up here. That that Shigaraki hand cream is real. It exists, and you can pre-order it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it says, uh, it says the cream will come with a, quote, peculiar fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, peculiar fragrance? Yes, yeah, you can pre-order it right now for $20. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, no. 
Do they have like an endorsement on the back from Yoshikaga Kira? <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, <laughs> that would be good. Oh god, those two would obviously be like buddy buddy in real life. Mm-hmm. My lover's hand, my lover's hand has never felt quite so fragrant and never quite so soft. So I wholly endorse this this cream by a fellow villain. I mean, hand enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as for the film itself, it was set for a theatrical release in Japan on August 3rd, 2018, but it saw a special screening one month earlier at Anime Expo. Nice. Uh, damn those lucky bastards who braved Anime Expo's insane line situation in <laughs> the Southern California heat to see an early screening of the movie. You people are troopers. Yeah, same same, same thing goes for people who saw Promare there this year. God dang, y'all are... <laughs> Y'all are brave. Yeah. <laughs> Dedication. You got it. It's like I see that and I'm just like, man, I'm sure this is probably fun. I could never do this. Yep. Mm, no. I much prefer I much prefer the waiting inside line con at Otakon. <laughs> <laughs> but for the rest of the world, the film saw a limited theatrical release starting in late September and then was released on home video in early spring 2019. Uh, the film was a, was a success at the box office in Japan as in its first three days it grossed 500 million yen, which is about 4.49 million American. Not bad. By its fourth week in theaters, it sold over a million tickets, and by the end of its run, it grossed over 1.6 billion yen, which is 14.10 million. Oh, Not you bad. know, that just makes it sadder, though, knowing now the news that Horikoshi only wants to do one more film. Yeah, he just after has this. one more movie planned. Yeah, like, it, it makes, just knowing that it did that well just makes me all the more sad that, like, there's only gonna be, like, two. It's like, no, come on, you could, like, squeeze some, it's one of those weird situations where I want them to juice more out of this, <laughs> out of this <laughs> series for movies. Yeah, maybe they'll back a, back a, back a truck at cash up at Horikoshi, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, part of me, part of me is thinking he could maybe be swayed away from that someday. Yeah, maybe he'll get that Shawn Michaels Saudi money. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. At the same time, though, I would actually want him to, like, make it, though. I want him to actually be excited behind it. Uh-huh. But, yeah. You know, if he feels that he's only got, like, one more in him, then eh, I don't respect that. Also, it's nice to, like, you know, quit while you're ahead. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And over here in the U.S., uh, it's box office, it earned over $5.7 million, which is great because it only had a very limited release. Like, it was mm, only very out for, limited. like, what, a few days? Yeah, yeah. was it one of those, like, oh, go to the theater this day to catch it sub, go to the other day to catch it dubbed? Yeah, no, yeah was, that kind of BS. And they didn't do, like, very big theater chains. Like, I don't think they did, like, AMC or anything like that. It was, like, a very small sort of theaters. Wasn't it, like, a Fathom event thing? Yeah, I think it was also a Fathom Most event. likely. Yeah, yeah they, kinda, they do a lot of stuff It's like kind of similar with uh, what uh, Funimation did with uh, Your Name when that uh, released uh, a couple years ago. Precisely. Yeah. So, with all that out of the way... I think we're ready to watch a movie. All right. I guess we'll see you in about a minute or so. So we're gonna, Podcast listeners. So we're going to go watch the film, and then we'll be right back to talk about My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. So without further ado, let's start the show. Can I become a hero, even if I don't have a quirk? In this superhuman society, 80% of the population has some special ability called a quirk. I was born without a power, but this is the story of how I became the world's greatest hero! I-Island, a mobile city of over 10,000 scientists! What the hell do you think you're doing here?! The other girls are here, they just can't visit the preview. Allow me to introduce you to one of my best friends, David Shield. <laughs> I remember the day I designed your first costume. Actually, I'm Quirkless. She's just like I was. You want to be someone who helps heroes. Right. That's how I'm going to make a real difference. Or at least I hope so. Play nice. 
because everyone on this island is my hostage. I'll do what I can to stop the villains. Poor, pathetic All Might. The only thing you can do is watch helplessly as your dearest friend suffers. Don't take Papa! What's the matter? It looks like you finally stopped smiling. No! Oh, We're going to stop these guys right here. Don't you dare tell me what to do! Daddy! Is that all you got? You Tell Midoriya! Beat this villain! Everyone! I will save you! No matter what! My Hero Academia! Two heroes! Plus Ultra! One hour and 36 minutes later. And we're back. And wow, just uh, how you guys feeling after uh, watching that? It's like my third time right. through watching that, and it's still just as fun as all the previous times. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, like, uh, same thing, it's my third time watching it, and like, yeah, I, I feel like I can, I can never get tired of this movie. Not Fair really, enough. well, like, yeah, it's, it's, My Hero's slowly proven itself to be just as easy for me to consume as One Piece on a regular basis, so. Sure. Yeah, I wasn't surprised that the film was just as digestible as before. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I mean, I wouldn't rank it among, like, top-tier anime movies, but, oh, like, no, of course oh, yeah, like, but, like, it's a solid fun time, you know? It's a solid shonen movie. Yeah, so let's mm -hmm. run through the movie. So kick off in California, USA. USA. you Yes, USA. USA. We got the eagles and like flying by. And we got casinos for some reason. Why are there casinos in LA? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe like uh, the you know the Vegas Strip is about like a few hours away from LA, so you know maybe they're trying to expand westward. I don't know. Maybe maybe Quirk Society. Possibly. I don't know what happened in Quirk Society that like branched off from our timeline that like resulted in casinos over there. Maybe maybe like mafiosos or something like gangsters got like quirks and expanded into L.A. and then the heroes took them out. Or I don't know. I don't know why there's casinos in L.A. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, there's casinos everywhere. We got Who plenty, cares? We got plenty here in Minnesota. Yeah, we well, do. yeah, but they're like out in like bumfuck like Minnesota, like out of the way, like. Built on, like, true. built on various pieces of land filled with like middle-aged people. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and they are and they are not very fun to visit. No, they're no. very they're really not classy. Really depressing stuff. Yes. So we start off with a villain attack. We do. And we get to see some American heroes, but uh, they're no match for uh, this baddie here. And uh, what do you think of these like American heroes we see here? <laughs> Bunch of jabrones. They Could are. have done more with these guys. Come on, you got an electric guy, you got like a cowgirl lady, and come on, they can't pick up the slack here. Come on, America, you got to pick up with the heroes. You were yeah, the, you got you were you were canonically the place where like like professional pro heroes got their start. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Horikoshi being like, hey, we're Japan, we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love how incredibly lame these hero names are. I have them right here. We have uh, Elect Plant. Yeah. We have what? Cow Lady. And then there's, get ready for this, Mr. Plastic. <laughs> Mr. Plastic. Mr. Plastic. Nice. <laughs> so, I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, okay, we have... Okay, apparently he actually, they actually have a profile on the... They do. They do. On the, yeah, on these, the, like on I said, the wiki, which like is I hilarious. Like I said, these heroes have profiles. Yeah, yeah, they have height, she has she has hair color, cow quirk, impressive. Yeah, it's just, like, amazing how, like, 
I'm pretty sure these guys are all made by Horikoshi, too. He's just probably like, hey, let's make these, like, weirdo American heroes and, like, yeah, you know I think what? he did. Let's yeah. flesh them out, you know, something for the fans on their uh, My Hero Wiki. Of course, one of them is oh, a wow. cow- there's cowgirl ent- because, like, that's all Japan thinks of us as. Yeah, there's cowboys. an entire page on here about characters from outside of Japan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there, there are quite nice. a few uh, throughout the series. Yep. So the heroes are no match for this baddie until. Young All Might is here. Oh yeah, Young Might. Him and his beautiful blue eyes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah small back mice. when he <laughs> back when he actually had eyes, you could see. Yeah, before they get really sunken in, and he got uh, he got a little bit more uh, got a little bit more older, turned into more of a veteran. Uh huh. You must miss those days when you could actually look him in the eyes <laughs> and not feel either like you're staring into the abyss or just looking into pure depression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the villain gets away from All Might, but uh, he's able to chase him down thanks to the Allmobile, driven by... The Allmobile? (laughs) (laughs) That is the dumbest name. I love it. It's the best. And he's driven by his good friend Dave Shield, played here by Ray Chase. Yes, technically All Might's first sidekick. Yeah. Right on. And uh, this opening is great, you know, just like... A lot of fun way to get yeah. into it and it's fucking gorgeous looking i could rewatch this opening anytime because it's just all might in his prime being a fucking badass mm-hmm. yeah and like you can tell like the animators themselves thought this was like a really good opening scene because uh in that uh, special episode in the anime they actually put clips from this scene on like a tv screen that the heroes are watching at the beginning of the episode oh, implying that, that implying that there were people there filming all of this getting all with, these like, camera complex angles. camera angles yeah. <laughs> i could see that Zoom in, zoom in! All Might's firing into the air! Oh my god, we're gonna make so much money off this! But it's a great opener, and uh, we flash forward to present day as All Might and Deku are on a private jet to I Island. All Might's been invited to the I Expo, and he brought Deku along as his plus one. Uh, I love these father-son trips. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just father and his kid out on a good little trip to a giant science island. Is Science Island. Before, is it not just Science not to, Island? Yeah, basically, and not to mention the science the Silence Island can actually move. Yeah. <laughs> Which how do you move an island that big? Maybe good it's question. Got like, uh, maybe it's also doubles as like kinda like a boat or something. Something That's like a that, good yeah. idea. I like, think it's I think it's more just the explanation they wanted to like not have it in any descri- in any distinct location in the world. Yeah. Right. So they can just like write it off and say like, Oh yeah, it's somewhere out there and we don't need to visit it. But before we get to Science Island, we get a recap. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole story. Yeah, we, get, one and yeah two. we get a recap in case you haven't seen it Yeah, before. I understand why they put this in the film, because there were, prob- were probably going to be some new watchers and stuff, so. Which, I mean, it felt like a... It felt like a place where you could honestly jump in, really. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think the intro to this film could actually give that cushioning to. I don't know if viewers. it's like I don't know if I'd say you could like you should watch it first, but I mean it works. Yeah, I mean like if it just happened to be anything. someone's first time, like yeah, maybe if you're going to the movies <clears throat> with like a friend who's big into My Hero and you don't really know much about it, you can kind of look going. Be like, oh, hey, this helps me out for someone who hasn't seen it, and this could be a good starting point. Right. Right. For the record, I would actually show someone who's never seen My Hero that whole intro with All Might, because that is glorious. That is a good intro. So yeah, we have I Island here, a state-of-the-art man-made island intended for scientists and researchers who produce support items. Somewhere out there, Mei Hatsume is just kind of looking at this island and just splooshing over the idea of a support uh, hero course. Yeah, island. I'm kind of She surprised. must have beaten herself up that she didn't go to the go to this island. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised she didn't show up, honestly. Yeah, you think she'd be like all all in on this. Well, hey, hey, one support person at a time, as yeah, we will see that's here. True. Very true. 
So upon arriving, All Might gets mobbed by his adoring fans, and I loved <laughs> how, like, they just, like, mob him and just, like, kind of almost trample over Deku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I imagine All Might's being like, oh my god, you guys, I can't keep this going that long, I gotta cool down. Yeah, he knows to, he knows how to maneuver, like, across the media, so give him props for that. And also, we just get, like, a shot after everything's done, he's got, like, a bunch of, like, kissy marks on his face. 500 that... autographs later. Yeah. Guess, Absolutely. Guess how many boobs I saw today, young Midoriya? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Pairs or individual? Like, eh, take your pick. <laughs> yeah, take your pick. Imagine him telling Mineta that, though. <laughs> oh, jeez, Falmite, you got boob before me? What well, the fuck? all Might. Why the fuck can't I get any of that? I, I could be cool. My mom thinks I'm cool. <laughs> I think you're cool too, young young Midoriya. You, you, Mineta, you'll be cool young one Mineta. day. <laughs> He's <you>. cool now. <laughs> After getting away, they meet up with an old friend of All Might's, introducing Melissa Shield, played here by Erica Mendez. She's right. the daughter of Dave from the opening scene, and she's a scientist just like her dad who specializes in hero support items. Thoughts right. on Melissa here? Uh, oh. I like her fine. I like Melissa fine enough. Because like, I think... Given that she is like officially canon in the in the series, like yeah, because like we should clarify this whole film is canon, correct? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess maybe all the better that there only be it's maybe canon two nerds. Two yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the better we'll maybe only have like two films though, because if we have way too many, then that's way too many. We got to consider canon. But yep. uh, no, I do like Melissa fine enough, as we'll soon see. She's um she fills a neat little niche that uh, even if even if this weren't canon. I would still totally accept, like, that she's, like, off in the background uh, doing some helpful things for our uh, hero, Deku. Yeah, Melissa's pretty good. I mean, she definitely has a kind of path that mirrors Deku, which we'll get to later, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I do think she's a pretty solid, like, kind of side character to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel she's a very welcome addition to, like, the world of my hero. Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, All Might and Dave have their happy reunion as uh, Melissa takes them to go uh, reunite to meet each other. And then uh, as soon as All Might sees Dave again, he kind of introduces himself by uh, flexing and hot-dogging, you know, Dave, it's nice to see you. Check out my pythons. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that he, I, love that he pi- I love that he picks up a shield like a baby, just like he did with Melissa. Yeah, swings he just him around like, a little bit. Yeah, picks him up and swings him. I know. Just show, it's, it's, a nice, it's a cute little way to show the trust between the characters. It's, it's a very nice scene, just seeing like these two old buddies reconnecting after so long. Considering that All Might doesn't have too many old buddies out there, too. Yeah. No. Probably because they're most likely dead or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. or not on good terms. Yes. Or very old. Yeah, yeah not not the uh, most conducive to living profession. Mm-hmm. Also, during the scene, we get uh, Deku marking out like a geek because oh, Dave yeah. is the one who designed All Might's hero costumes from Bronze Age to Silver Age to Golden Age. Young Age, don't yeah, forget yeah, Young yeah. Age. Although, sad we've ne- only seen just now, like, the Bronze Age one. Like, I love the, the dark red, the dark black and, like, co- red color scheme. Like, was that, like, a dark period for All Might or something? Was he trying to re-think his image? Uh, you know. Maybe. Maybe, like, that was uh, during the time in his life where his uh, stories were being written by Todd McFarlane. Ah. Okay. <laughs> That's sure actually thing. a good point. Todd comes into his agency and he's like, All Might, All Might, this, this whole, like, young shtick, like, you gotta, you gotta move out of it at some point, okay? You're 25 now, dude. Okay? You're not gonna be young forever. But you gotta, like, re- you gotta really rethink your image right here. Now, I've really worked with this character named Spawn for a long time. <laughs> Let me tell you, anti-heroes... Black and red, they are that the way is to go. the business. That is the business. That is that the, is that, that is, is where the future. The, that's where the industry is moving. We are going to take you in that direction. It's good <laughs> shit. 
Yes. <laughs> not the best era of All Might, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not, not Todd McFarlane's best work. Anytime, anytime we get uh, young Midoriya geeking out with the mutter kanjis on the screen, that's always a good time. It's yeah. very great. I, I love that little gimmick he has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so Melissa takes Deku out as All Might and Dave catch up, and we get to see some of the Eye Expo, including a bunch of different heroes, and one such hero, Godzilla! Godzilla! Like, what does he do? Does he, like, sell homes on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> like, this big old, it's literally Godzilla in a fucking Kazuchika Okada jacket. Yeah, he's yeah, wearing basically. the Okada outfit, yeah. And I just love how he walks by and he's just like, hey, everybody. He gives a little peace sign. And, no, and nobody's just like, and people are just like, oh... Hey, what's They're all up? like, hey, they flew Godzilla out here. What's he doing out here? And that's the last we see of him. Though I'm wondering, like, okay, so what's the deal with this quirk? Like, is he a man who can turn into Godzilla, or is he Godzilla that can act like a man and have, like, the Godzilla powers? His quirk is called Toho. <laughs> so I really don't... Is it that, really? Yeah, it's actually legit called Toho. All right, let's get some let's get some follow-up here. There, there yeah, is it no is other, literally called Toho. There is no other information about this guy, and yet he is, like, the one character in this film I want to know the most about. Okay, yeah, it takes the... Uh, okay, here's some more follow-up here. It has the appearance of Guido Goji, the Heisei Godzilla from Toho's 1991 movie, Godzilla vs. the King Ghidorah. So... It's very obviously kind of inspired by that Godzilla. Is it? Does he have like a mortal foe out there that's actually Ghidorah? Except <laughs> he's just like a villain who's just like a giant three-headed dragon. Does he have like Mothra and like Rodan like lookalikes as sidekicks? Yeah, <laughs> I want to know about Godzilla. Uh, is I have another question? Is there an American version based off the? Uh, Roland Emmerich Godzilla. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Does he go over there and he sees, like, the knockoff Godzilla version over there? He's eating fish. Oh, hell yeah. Is I it... would love that. Puffzilla. Puff that would Zillow. roll. He just stomps over like, the fuck you doing here? I thought I sued your ass off for copyright infringement. <laughs> you, don't, is... you don't steal my image like that. You get out of here. You get out of here. Why is he here? <laughs> and then, obviously, of course, his theme song is the Godzilla Puff Daddy song. Because <laughs> yes. that's, that song is so good. You get them together in a match against each other, you know? Like, they just, like, butt heads. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, while checking out all the support tech, Deku continues to mark out, and it's, like, again, really great. And, uh, unlike a certain other person from another shounen who, uh, marks out like a geek all the time, <coughs> Asta from Black Clover, uh, Deku's... Yeah, that show's dumb. <laughs> Deku's marking out is much more fun and cute. Uh-huh. I love it. He's just like, ah, he just he's just so happy to be here. Yeah, he's happy enough to wear that deaf punk helmet. Like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> One more time. Absolutely. <laughs> then, after that, we get... 1A students from out of nowhere. Yeah, just they're here too. Because it's because of course it's a shonen film, so because we have to ex- we have to explain how all of these characters from the main series can get into this highly restricted place. Yeah, this highly restricted uh top tier security and now we just have all the 1A students because it's a My Hero Academia movie and damn it we need all of the characters. We need them all here. Hey, so- some of the explanations are fair at least. We well, even like, need you, young, young Manata. <laughs> like here, it's just like, oh, oh, hi, uh, Uraka, Jiro, and Yayorozu. Oh, what's that, Yayorozu? You're uh, here representing your family, and you can bring uh, two people, and that's why you brought Jiro and Uraka? Okay, cool. Fair enough, whatever. She's a rich girl, so, you know. Yeah, you know. 
And then it's not just them, because uh, while at a cafe, we see Kaminari and the Grapist as Yay! they're here for summer work. my hero! <laughs> I love boy. you, Minata. It's like this place flew out two part-timers to work here during the expo. <laughs> they must be desperate. Must be like the state fair where you just where like it's just like seasonal work. I it guess probably. <laughs> Imagine they'd need a lot of staff to make that go off. Yeah, because yeah, like it's true. a big event. They can need all the help they can, even from these two numpties. Right. Who are you calling a numpty? I'm calling Minetta a numpty because he uh. is. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Was just you know numpty for life. You know how I've been feeling about Minetta this entire oh, time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've given you grief about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best part about Minetta is just hating on him. Yeah, even Brina Palencia, his actress, like loves how people don't like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not only these guys here, but we also have Ida coming in because he's uh, representing his family too. Yeah, he just comes running in and starts motioning like, Aah! It's like, you students, what are you doing here? It's great to see you. Ha ha ha. Hey, Dotton, represent, represent. And then you after- can't see us, but we are all motioning like Ida right now. Gesticulating, <laughs> waving your arms around. Literally. Do the robot. Do the robot. Yeah, basically. God, he'd be the master of doing the robot. Oh, oh, 100%, <laughs> yes. Then after that, we hear a big boom from the stadium. Guess who that is? Oh, hmm, I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Who else could it be but Bakugo being Bakugo? Because he's here too. And also Kirishima because there's no breaking their bromance. No, mm-hmm. not at all. As they're uh, running through like a little obstacle course here and uh, we find out that uh, Bakugo's here because he uh, won the sports fest and he brought Kirishima along as his plus one. Yep, <laughs> of okay, I guess. I guess. Which, yeah, that works. You know, like the UI sports fest is like the biggest event in Japan. Why does, might as well bring in the winner as like a little celebrity guest, so to say. Take pictures with, you know, have a small little interview. Yeah, mm-hmm. can you imagine a meet and greet with Bakugo? He's just like, get away, nerd! I don't want any pictures with you! I'm not gonna sign that! <laughs> I'm too good for this shit. Yeah, basically. This is Deku bullshit right here. Not for King Explosion Murder. <laughs> that guy will, will require the best PR person in the future if he wants to survive as a hero. Oh, and then after this, uh, after everyone uh, all gets together, we get a fun little scene of uh, Deku running through the obstacle course because Bakugo challenged him to like see if he could break his record. Which he does, and also during this we get to see uh, Studio Bones just showing off their animation budget for the movie. Yeah, yeah, they definitely they definitely took a little bit more. They definitely went a little bit beyond what they normally would do on the show. That's Plus sure. Ultra with the animation. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, hey, when you got like a character whose whole gimmick is that he's basically just a super-powered bolt of green lightning, like why wouldn't you have fun animating yeah. it? Deku's basically Captain America. Mm, yeah, in some in some regard. Like yeah. all like uh, one for all is basically the super soldier serum. Mm, I don't okay. know, with a little bit of, like, the coolness, cool, like, speediness of the Flash a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Flash do. And then rounding out our film's cast is Todoroki, who's also here representing Endeavor. Though I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to talk about him because, you know, Endeavor's the shittiest dad in the world. Right, yeah. the number one thing he doesn't want to talk about there, I imagine. So, uh, thoughts on our uh, 1A cast of the film, you know, who was included and who was excluded? Needed more Sue. <laughs> oh God, yes. Needed, absolutely. Needed more Tokoyami. Oh yeah. Needed more Sugar Man. Yeah. <laughs> like needed the, Tetsu. Yeah. Like uh, we do get to see some other students because you know we see uh, Sato and uh, and Sero kind of like uh, running around town, and we do see uh, Tokoyami there too. With uh, I think he was with Ojiro. I know, but mm-hmm. like they're so minor in the film that like it doesn't even matter that we mention them right here. 
Also, we get uh, Sue, Mina, and Hikakure just uh, sitting out, sitting together in a hotel room, and that's basically like the extent of their scenes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yorotsu got the man, you know. So they're like, I don't know. Maybe they've. I I would like to know actually, like how they decided to pick these uh, characters to have as the main cast, and why they decided to put the others off to the side a little bit. Yeah. And also, I'm just disappointed because like this movie needed more Mina. That's my only criticism of the film. Mm, I just want more of my acid girl. That is yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. I also wanted more Sue, but I said that already. We could get somebody as dumb as Kaminari in here. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Actually, with, like, Sue, how is she not in the film? Because she's, like, consistently one of the most popular girls in the show. That is... Good question. That is a good point. That is a good point. Well, maybe for the next film, maybe. Maybe they thought, like, considering the events of the film, they thought, like, her quirk would, like, kind of break the whole kind of the events of the later film. Because she's really maneuverable. She can get around to many different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, maybe that's it. So, back with All Might and Dave, All Might gets some tests run on him, and Dave finds out that his quirk levels are starting to run low. It's due to All Might passing down one for all to Deku, and he can't let Dave know that because he doesn't want him or Melissa to get involved or and risk running into All for One. Yeah. Which is, like, a good a good thing, you know? You gotta protect your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Meanwhile, the 1A crew gets ready to head out to the big reception, except for later in the night. It's a black tie event, so wear your fanciest clothes. Okay, yeah. And uh, Mineta and Kaminari are all set anyway because they just wear their waiter uniforms with, like, their dress pants and their waistcoats and their, like, little aprons. Deku yep. apparently didn't get the message, though, that you're, like, not, that you're supposed to wear, like, dress shoes because he just yeah. wears his sneakers <laughs> in here. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Just, like, it's basically, like, almost the equivalent of, like, a Canadian tux, you know? <laughs> yup, absolutely. And also they're not the only ones who has uh, fancy new clothes because we have a scene with, like, uh, Kirishima having Bakugo covered with, like, some uh, formal wear. <laughs> Made especially just for him. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, Kirishima gave Bakugo the uh, ocular pat down to get his measurements. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was not thrilled about the whole formal wear thing. Damn it, I don't want to wear a waistcoat! Just not his style, you know? No, it's not. Doesn't befit King Explosion Murder. It does not. But before Deku gets ready, Melissa has something to show him, and I'll splice in the scene because I think it's a nice little moment between the two here. This is the I Academy campus, where I spend most of my time. And to the left here is my own personal research laboratory. I'm sorry it's such a mess. Wow, it looks so professional. I can't believe you get to study in a place like this. Oh, oh so many trophies. You must be really talented. Well, actually, not long ago I was getting terrible grades. That's why I've been studying so hard lately. I've got to be a good student if I want to be a hero. Uh, you mean like a pro? Oh no, I gave up on that dream a while ago. I mean, I'm quirkless after all. You don't have a quirk? Nope. After I turned five and I still didn't have one, I got taken to the doctor. And they said I was in the minority of the population that would never develop a power. Exactly like I was. See that, Mom? There's always a smile on his face, no matter how bad things get. Do you think... I can be a hero, too? I'm sorry, Izuku. I wish things were different. Gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sure it must be hard. Oh, uh, what do you mean? Oh, I... It's just to be told you don't have something that comes naturally to everyone else must be really painful. (laughs) Well, it was definitely in shock for a while. Luckily, I had another big goal that was close to my heart. Huh? What was that? To be like my father. Papa didn't have a quirk that would let him be a hero. 
but he supports Uncle Might and other heroes with the power of science. He's still fighting for peace, just indirectly. And you want to be someone who does that too? Yep. That's how I'll make a real difference. Or at least I hope so. This is a support item I made a while ago after observing Uncle Might using his power. What is it? Try pressing the button here on the back. names go, I was thinking full gauntlet. When we first met, I saw your scars. It looked as though you'd injured yourself. Then at the villain attraction, I noticed you were limiting yourself on purpose. So I was thinking, maybe your quirk is too strong and therefore your body can't handle its full power. She figured it out. <laughs> I made the gauntlet strong. It could withstand Uncle Might's punches three times, so I think it'd be a perfect fit for you, too. You should be able to use your full power if you have it on. For real? All of it? Please, take that with you. Uh, but I can't. It's important to you. That's why I want you to use it. Just promise you'll be a true hero someday, and you'll never stop helping people in need. <sighs> promise. <laughs> Right, a little moment of connecting the two and kind of showing the parallels between them. Yep, and during this we find out that uh, Melissa was just like Deku as she grew up quirkless like him. Mm-hmm. But uh, it didn't stop her from wanting to like do something for the hero world, you know? She wants to be just like her dad and invent her to kind of help out uh, the heroes in her own way. And it's, it's a really nice scene, and also I just love the little moment where like we get a little... Some uh, series of like old family pictures with her and her mom, who I believe is dead at this point. More, yeah, that's kind of implied. I think so. Yeah, but it's also but it's also very nice to kind of see her like kind of growing up, and also I think one of them is a picture of like her with like her dad and All Might together. Yeah. And then she shows Deku her latest invention, a Roman Reigns big dog glove. Gonna have to wank and get more powerful. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this like sweet red number that just protects. Yeah, Deku's nice arm. little wrist wristband that just expands into a nice glove. Yeah, so it's time for the reception, and everyone meets up in a lobby, and they all look super stylish, like we said. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I kind of like seeing like characters in like these shonen like get all dressed up and fancy. It's kind of like. Uh, it's a little out of the norm, ordinary, but yep. uh, it's it's classy. It's kind of like uh, remember in uh, One Piece Strong World, where like the big finale has a, has all the straw hats wearing like all black uh, formal wear to like storm the final uh, final baddies place. You get mm -hmm. a nice black suit and you can do anything in it and just look badass. It just looks so cool. Yes, it improves is. the cool factor of anything you do by fifty percent. And also, uh, we also see that uh, apparently uh, Kirishima and Bakugo are, like, lost trying to get to where everyone is because, like, Kirishima <laughs> just took, like, a wrong direction. But hey, they're looking stylish in those suits, though. Also, they are. Also, I love uh, Bakugo's uh, waistcoat that's got little flowery details on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he totally was down with that. I bet Kirishima thought, like, oh, man, Bakugo's gonna look super dope in these. You never know, maybe one day he just told him, like, randomly his favorite flowers, and he just thought, like, you know what, my friend would really like that, like, somewhere on his suit. <laughs> I'm gonna do that for him. He'll maybe really... maybe it was a Bakugo He will man. really love that and appreciate that and react in a very healthy manner. Oh, yeah. What you the know. hell is up with these flowers? I don't like flowers! You're welcome. Man. They're all pretty! I don't like that! I'm glad you love them. <laughs> <laughs> Although, props to Jiro for her uh, sweet 
sick leather jacket. Jiro over looks her really dress. great, honestly. Yep. She Jiro's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely has the best outfit of the whole bunch. You put a sick leather jacket over like any formal wear you're wearing, like any kind of dress. Oh man, that just improves it thousand percent for me. Absolutely, that's my aesthetic right there. Then all of a sudden we get a baddie attack. Oh no! As you see throughout the beginning parts of the film, we get little bits and bobs of some uh, creepy looking dudes skulking around the island, and now they made their move cutting off the entire security system, jamming all signals, and holding All Might and other reception-goers hostage. Yeah, some oh metal-faced guy in body armor coming in. Yes, uh, this guy, uh, they don't say his name in the film, but uh, what is his name? Wolfram. Played here by Keith Silverstein, the king of voicing villains. It was, it, yeah. I, I, I thought it was so obvious that they got Keith Silverstein in for this. And it's not the only time he's done villains in like a Shonen Jump movie. because he was Yeah, the, I'm afraid he is kind of getting typecast a lot lately as villains, it yeah. seems like. Like he was the villain in the uh, most recent One Piece movie, Film Gold. Right, right. I was I was shocked to hear him uh, voicing the main protagonist from Gundam The Origin, actually. Yeah. I was very surprised by that, because like he's... I hate to say it, but he does have a naturally villainous-sounding voice. Like mm -hmm. he plays the role really well. I mean, he's fantastic as Hawk Moth and miraculously absolutely. Villain. And you can hear him in so many other works like that. It's he he nails it. He does nail it. He does. Like he's a good choice for this role. Yeah. Although sad though, because I really hope this doesn't bar him from voicing another character later in the series, um, who I think would he would actually be perfect uh, Ooh. voicing. Ooh. Because, you know, you know he met. voices a pretty high-class character uh, who's got, like, a very good position of power, is very classy in Miraculous Ladybug. Let's just say there's a character later in My Hero that has that same class and power that he would be perfect to play. I really hope he gets to play that, actually. I would be genuinely happy if he did. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Mm-hmm. So the villains take Dave and his partner Sam hostage with them as they need them for their nefarious deeds. Deco and company head up the emergency stairs toward the main room to see what's going on, and they want to save everyone, but All Might's like, Midoriya, no! But Deku's like, Midoriya, yes! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because All Might's all, like, trapped from, like, the uh, defense systems along with the other all the other heroes, so, yeah, he's got to uh, trust a little bit in his successor here with some, like, little, like, mind-reading moments they have Yeah, here. it's just, like... They're, they they're, just pick up immediately on each on each other's uh, like movements and facial recognition and whatnot to just be on the same. Yeah, they age. just have like a full conversation without even saying anything, and it's like done through voiceover in their heads. It's it's basically like, I know you can read my thoughts, young Midoriya. Don't do it. I know you can read my thoughts, All Might. Yeah, this. Meow 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 meow. Yeah, literally, this happens more than once in the movie. So, what's the plan of the of attack? They need to sneak up to the security room to get the system back online while avoiding fighting as much as they can because they can't fight villains now because they're not licensed. Yep. Yeah, now not yet. Not yet. Just, just before that. And all the kids are all in on this, and uh, Ida's all like, okay, we'll do this, but if we ha if things start to get a little hairy, we're going to get out of this. Uh, boy, I'm sure I hope I don't have to do that again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, love... You'll see that many more times, Ida. Yeah. I like the bit where they're like, what are we supposed to do? Just sit around here? And I'm like... Nope, we're not sitting around here because we still got another hour to go in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't hold back from using our quirks to save somebody. No, nope, yeah, we're gonna have would... to learn that lesson immediately after this. <laughs> yeah, it'll just turn into the clerks episode where they're trapped in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> just imagining old moments, it's just like, huh, why are we walking like this? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh so the kids spring into action and the villains get word of the kids and they try to cut them off. 
Kids make their way to the plant facility on the 80th floor, but notice some villains looking for them. They hide and they think they're found out, but instead the villains run into Bakugo and Kirishima. And it's battle time! As our boys take on two baddies, and then Todoroki joins in on them. Yeah, some weird sickle, weasel-looking guy, and the other one's just the amazing bulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gets all big and purple and angry. Uh, no, he's missing, the, that da- he's missing the, the dainty little ass, though, yeah, the, the amazing bulk. And the really shitty CGI in front of a bad green screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was a step down for the amazing bulk, having to become a villain like this. I expected more. Oh man, I can't wait to see his partner, the Amazing Shulk. (laughs) (laughs) So the others head up to the building while the uh, three guys fight, and uh, oh hey, during this moment we get to to see uh, Mineta be useful for once. Yeah! So like... uh, See? He could be useful! Okay, I'll give him this. I've always contested Mineta could make a good hero one day. Keyword, could. See? He does here. He's a good hero. He just needs, like, the right motivation. Particularly, he needs Kaminari telling him that uh, if he uh, helps out, then uh, everyone will know about his heroic deeds, and then he could get a harem. Yeah! You know what? It's weird. I almost see him as, like, a little miniature Gran Torino, because, like, Gran Torino is also short, and, like, you wouldn't think much of him, you know, mm-hmm. just by looking at him. But then he, like, just absolutely throttles your ass. That's what I think Mireta could be one day. <laughs> I want him to just be, like, a ninja with his pop-offs, yeah. you know? Okay, here we go. Uh, Horikoshi... I know you're listening to this right now. Um, <laughs> hear me out here. Spin-off of My Hero Academia with love it's a Love Hina style show <laughs> starring Minetta. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh my god. Make it, make it, make it. Book him, Dano. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Mineta uses his balls to climb up the side of the building to open up a grate so that the others can sneak through and then get up to up to the upper floors. And I just love how proud he's acting, going all like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Ladies, you can uh, touch my balls if you want to, you know. It's it's cool. I no can... one did. And no Sadly. one will ever know of his heroism here. No. <laughs> so Bakugo and the company take out the other two baddies, but then they run into some sentries, and the other group runs into them too. Kaminari tries to help out, but instead he fries his brain in the process. Like, per usual. Mm-hmm. Yep. Way to go, Kaminari. But, you uh, tried. <laughs> but then, uh... More bots start to show up, and then Deku takes care of the sentries with a big dog! Finally using the full gauntlet. Mmm, yep, Finally jerking the old, the old arm off. It, yeah. is, it, is nice, it is nice to see some little moments in this film where Deku is actually taking on some villains single-handedly, where uh, very often in the series he has to get help from friends. Yep. Yeah, and also it uh, shows his progress because uh, with the gauntlet he goes uh, 30% on his uh, full cowling, and he's able to do so without hurting himself mm-hmm. yeah which is that's good in fact uh it's not it's not until the arc after the upcoming one in the anime that we're actually going to see deku actually take down a villain all on his own without oh, anybody boy. else's help Ooh. or anybody else's knowing either oh so something to look out for but i'm glad to see him uh, showing some initiative here so the kids fight their way and they make it up through the 138th floor of the server room and they run into more sentries ida yamamo jiro and mineta stay to fight them and uh, Brain Dead Kaminari's there too for emotional support. You know, give everyone a very hearty thumbs up. Oh Pers- yeah, personally, I think they could have. He's good for that. Yeah. Personally, I think they could have thrown in another threat than just more sentries. But uh, no, it, it is a chance at least to see the other characters show off their skills. Yeah, skills we've you know already seen in the anime. But hey, you know, it's like it's it's the movie. You gotta you gotta show what brought you to the dance. You know. Yeah, you know, you know, show like what made you fun. So Deku, Melissa, and Uraraka continue on, and they make it to the wind power generator near the roof. The plan is to have Uraraka float Deku and Melissa up to the top floor, but as they do this, 
more bots show up. Luckily, backup comes in the form of Icy Hot, King Explosion Murder, and Mac. Mac? <laughs> okay. From uh, It's Always Sunny, you know? There That's, you go. Uh, there. <laughs> he's got, like, the, you know, the cut-off shirts, and, you know, he's kind of uh, flexing his uh, glamour muscles, you know? Doesn't know he's gay yet. <laughs> you know, he's, he's powering up with his fight milk. <laughs> And uh, this this is a really cool scene here, you know, where, like, Uruk is trying to float uh, Deku and Melissa up while uh, our three are fighting off all the sentries, and then uh, at one point there's, like, a big wind generator that gets knocked through, and then Todoroki smartly uses his fire to uh, use the the heat from from his uh, fire quirk to, like, cause the uh, turbines to spin, causing uh, Deku and Melissa to fly up even higher. Yeah, it creates an updraft to, like, send them up further. And yeah, it's, it's another example of like one uh, A students very, being very crafty and uh, clever with their quirks. Yeah, we're we're definitely right. seeing the animators pull off their chops here too, because like these fights around like this midpoint around the, the film are quite well pulled off. Oh yeah, yeah. and all pretty to look at with that uh, movie animation budget. Mm-hmm. Yes, good stuff. So many well paid animators. <laughs> hopefully, what, hopefully, Mr. <laughs> Bones uh, treats their animators well. Yeah, I would hope so. Not like Studio Perot. Yeah. <laughs> So Deku and Melissa make it to the top and to the control room. There they find Dave in a storage room as he and Sam get a hold of a certain device. Turns out they were working with the villains in order to get this device. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. So what is this device and why did Dave go to such lengths to get it? It's a certain device that has the ability to uh, power up quirks, you know, without... Something, and they also bring up that it's uh, more powerful than drugs, which I'm sure is a thing that'll may, that may come up later. Oh, yeah, next were, season. Next yeah, season, you were telling season. us about that. Well, you can also hear about it in the Vigilantes comics, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so why did he do this? Why did he want to get this uh, quirk-powering device? It's simple. He did it for All Might. He did Yay. it for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Say it ain't so, Dave. I thought you were cool. Well, it does tap into, like, one little problem that, like, uh, you do kind of see with the Hero Society and that, like, everybody heaps way too much uh, sort of expectations on All Might to really uphold the peace. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do do like to see how that kind of plays into the anxiety of S.H.I.E.L.D. here, that if uh, All Might gets taken out of the picture, then all hell will will break loose. Yeah, which is... uh, That's a real anxiety that exists within the universe. And also, like, a plot point that was uh, started up in Season 3, you know, with, like, uh, the All for One arc. Mm Mm-hmm, Definitely. So there's a bit of a problem with this plan here. You see, Dave intended to use uh, actors pretending to be villains to, you know, cause some hoopla and uh, take him hostage in order to get the uh, mm. the device. But it turns out these guys are real villains. Oh, no! <laughs> can I just, can I just say that's kind of, like, stupidly naive of S.H.I.E.L.D. here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Like, really, you, did, silly. you didn't vet these guys oh, before man. you hired them? Mm. You could have hired, like, just actual actors who you could, like, pay to, like, <laughs> keep, this all on just... the da- keep this all on the down low. Yeah, really. Yeah, but uh, Dave's probably thinking like, "Oh, good thing that check bounced." Like, what fucking <laughs> like what fucking temp firm did you get these guys from? <laughs> 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 so Wolfram arrives and uses his magneto powers to subdue Deku and attempt to kill Dave and Sam, as he wants the device all for himself. And then it's there I realize like, oh, the name Wolfram. Wolfram is another word for tungsten. Oh, metal power, metal controlling powers. Well, there okay. you go. There you go. Something I did not know before this film. That's usually ah. the case, like most characters in the show, their names kind of associate with their quirks, as yes. we said in the last podcast with certain characters. Yeah, although I love, I always, I always appreciate more the more obscure they get, because <laughs> then it makes me have to dig further for their names. Yeah, because it's like it feels like those are only names you could get maybe in like say if you were a Japanese speaker, or if you like really know, or like with Wolverine here, you can like you just know science really well. Right. Although Tomura Shigaraki's name, uh, the Tomura in his name, actually does uh, r- tr- 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 translate. Roughly, like in su- in some certain way, to death grip. 
Oh. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Yeah, Tomura, like death. It, it, it can it can be interpreted interpreted as death grip, which actually works really well with his decay quirk. Nice. <laughs> oh, man, can't wait for him to start dropping music. <laughs> Names one of his attacks, Tachyon. You know? <laughs> Get, like, chapter, chapter titles after him, giving bad people good ideas. Yeah, that sounds good. I would love that. Oh yeah, the, the 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 amount of death grips references you can get him with Shigaraki. I think some of them could work. He could. So Wolfram tries to kill Melissa, but Deku breaks free and begins to fight him off. While Melissa heads the, to the control room to take care of the security system, all the heroes are now free and the sentries aren't attacking anymore. Wolfie gets away and de- from Deku and he tries to leave with Dave in tow. Deku catches up and confronts him on the roof. Deku's outmatched and Wolfie tries to get away in his helicopter until. All Might is here! All Might shows up. And All Might saves Dave, and now the final battle can begin. And then all the villains just collectively shit their pants. Like, oh, great. We got fucking All Might here. Should have brought the brown pants today. Yup. Hey, at least you And don't... speaking of pants, can we mention, like, everyone's formal wear by this point is kind of destroyed. Yeah, like, Ida, Yeah, they're not going to get those deposits back on any of their Absolutely not. Like, they're screwed over. Like, especially Ida, like, he had to uh, use his uh, reciprocal burst to, like, blow open a door, and he destroyed his pants. Yep, he did. By the end, he's thinking, oh, I knew I should have paid for those alterations for my mufflers. <laughs> yup, he should have done that. Though, I- I'm wondering if, like, the villains are, like, more content with fighting All Might, because, like, uh, what if uh, Godzilla showed up and they had to deal with this big, huge lizard man? Oh, they should have gotten Godzilla yeah, in the end. Really? Yeah. Fires a big, like, radiation beam I wonder where Godzilla was. Yeah. Ah, I actually have an, a theory as to why Godzilla didn't show up. Oh? Uh, have you guys ever seen the uh, old uh, <laughs> Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon? Oh, no. only, sparse, <laughs> only sparsely, I believe. So, like, in the cartoon, like, you know, the leader, uh, Captain Major, he has, like, this little... Uh, you know, transmitter device, you know, when he needs to call in Godzilla to fight off a monster, he presses, like, this, basically this pager, and it sends out, it emits, like, you know, waves that go, boop, 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 and then Godzilla hears the waves, and he comes out through the, the water to fight off the monsters. What if, you know, like, the villains cut off all the, uh, the signal systems, everything is jammed, so what if, like, uh, somebody had that, uh, little transmitter, they could, it couldn't work, so that way they couldn't call in Godzilla. Don't worry, oh. I've got the Godzilla alarm! Click. Click, click. Or boned. Yeah. And they also don't have uh, Godzuki there to do a Scooby-Doo roar to kind of oh, help hell him. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Godzuki, Godzuki, Godzuki is, like, his, like, kid that he's trying to get into the company, you know? And, like, he's <laughs> being favored over all the other sidekicks that get in. And he's not really looked, down, looked upon very kindly either. He's kind of just, like... You know, it's just nepotism at its worst. Like, I mean, Godzilla, he's really got to, like, reform that about his, like, hero firm. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's another Godzilla-like villain that's coming in, like, the side story here. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, team-up mission. Mm, oh, I think okay. I've heard of that, yeah. Well, yeah. in the Vig- actually, in the Vigilante series, there was, for one moment, a Gamera, straight up, as a villain. <laughs> actually, it's it's a Gamera, it's a Gamera-esque villain that flies in, you know, like, flying around like a, like a zipping shell through the sky, and they do actually lampshade in the story that, like, they can't call it Gamera or else they'll get sued. <laughs> nice. Do they have, uh, kids, uh, sing for him to, uh, give him power? No, everybody's frightened, and, like, <laughs> one civilian is, like, scared that they're gonna get, like, sued by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Gamera, but dude, to international copyright, it's not. They it had, is they, not. They had King Kong for one moment, too. <laughs> <laughs> they both got trounced by Captain Celebrity, though. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, Captain Celebrity. There's there's a piece of work in this universe. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Oof. Look him up when you get the chance. So, Wolfie gets a hold of the device and goes into overdrive. All Might tries to fight back, but he can't handle all this power, and he's starting to reach his limit. Mm -hmm. All Might looks defeated until 1A is here. Yeah, 1A shows up. They all lend a hand, and All Might manages to get close to Wolfie, but unfortunately he's captured, and then a familiar piece of music plays. This little oh, op no. operatic music with some string instruments. It's yes, a... Wolfram stops him with one arm that is like seemingly now boosted with strength. So it's like, like, where did this come it's from? It's like he has another quirk that was given to him. Uh oh. Um, we find out that the person behind Wolfie is none other than All for One. Oh boy! Uh, Development! Thoughts on this reveal? Uh, pointless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was, was no pointless. There was no point to making this reference to all for one in this. Yeah, season. it was a it was a good way to fill like five minutes. Like, okay, I'm not going to deny it. This is totally something all for one would do. It would, yeah. Finding yeah. some nobody villain who gets hired for this one job, and then he passes on a single quirk to just you know salt the wound of uh, all my tear. And, you know, screw with his good friend. It's a very all-for-one move. I commend him for this. This is very much within his discography. But this is just, like, it's... You, you could have just cut this out and made the villain, like, that much stronger. Like, just to emphasize, like, the power of the device that he has on his head, too. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's a pointless connection. It really yeah. is. You didn't need it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wolfie batters All Might, but then Deku comes in for the save. Then... It's team-up time! Oh my god, the finish to the fight. Nice! This is when you realize one of the reasons this film got made was because Horikoshi realized that he did not write a team-up moment between All Might and Deku in the main series. And it was a nice little team-up, So say. he was just like, yeah, guys, um... We need, we need him to team up for a little bit. You know what, like, I didn't write this in the series, so you know what? Have fun. I kind of ran. Do out, this. I kind of ran out of time because the whole training camp and all for one stuff kind of snuck up on me, so I couldn't write this in. So hey, you mind doing me a solid? He threw these animators a massive bone. Like oh, they just had to, all, they run with it. They had a lot of fun with that. Oh my god! Just this is where the animation like kicks in to be the best in the film. Yeah, I'll, and it was already pretty good before. Yeah, I'll splice it in, but yeah, cue you say run here, young Midoriya. Your body can't handle this. It's too reckless. Yeah, but... It's a hero's job to save those in need, no matter what, right? <laughs> you make a good point. It looks like I'm in quite a bind without you. Will you lend me your aid once more, young Midoriya? Yes, sir. <clears throat>
faces in front of you. By giving everything you've got! And save people! No matter the cost! That's what makes someone... A hero! I'll bring down this entire shit this is awesome just a lot of yeah a lot of just, really just neat the imagery they show here. off here of deku and all might like working in perfect sync with each other like showing off like their strength and skills running up next to each other and like shooting through the sky like a shooting star yeah yeah it's so great and then like we get like a double detroit smash to a double detroit this, smash to destroy like this giant cube that wolfie made and then like they like to do superhero poses in the air, and everyone's all like, Come on, All Might! Come on, Deku! Kick his ass! Beat him up! You know? I wonder what Bakugo was like. I bet I could do that better. <laughs> I could do that, but I don't wanna. That's, that's nerd shit. But I'm, could he I deliver the stuff. fine moment of a master and an apprentice unleashing one conjoined punch on the Shut felon. up, nerd! I could do that in a second and be done with it. To take him out completely. No, nobody else could do that. Yeah, they do a double smash, and it's just, and I'm just like, ah, fuck you, father-son Kamehameha from DBZ. It's all yeah. about the Deku All Might team up. This is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. One big final punch finale here. Oh, it's, it's so good. And yeah, double smash and down goes Wolfie. Down goes Wolfie boy. It's amazing. Just goddamn, it's so awesome. And yeah. as and as Shield looks on, like after the battle is done, and he sees Midoriya striking a pose that reminds him of a young All Might years ago. Yeah, and then they fade. Yeah, they. Yeah, he's like looking at the photo of All Might, and then they fade in. Oh, Deku doing the same pose. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. I wonder what that means. <laughs> well, it's 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 like it's he's that realized it. It's that heart of the film, though. It's that heart. Yeah, because like the whole plot was like Dave thinking like, oh, the world needs All Might. If All Might's gone, then what are we gonna do? But then he's like, oh, you know, we have other people who can fill. Yeah, in. that is one, and that of course is one of the major themes of the series: the next generation, you know, picking up after the uh, previous one to uh, usher in a brighter future. You know, he's all like, he comes to the realization that one day All Might's gonna take his final bow, but the future's in good hands as. Young Izuku Dekumidorio will one day take up the reins, you know. One day, it'll be his turn. It will be. It is a very well-pulled-off moment yeah. in the film. Cut to a couple weeks later and one United States smash. Oh, I didn't think it would be that soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because, yeah, this, like, between this and the All for One arc, this takes place, like, with, I'm assuming within, like, a couple weeks. Right. Man, right. what an eventful couple weeks. Oh, man, what a summer vacation. I know. Wow. Actually, one more little small inconsistency going back to the All for One stuff is that they show, actually, like, All for One on the screen canonically before he was officially shown in the anime. Oh, boy. Little <laughs> weird moment. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird, especially if this is for, like, new watchers, too. They look at this guy and think, like, Who's this Darth Vader? Who's this Darth Vader looking motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 a great yeah. It's small potatoes compared to what we just witnessed. Yeah, but no, it's a it's a great finale, and then we cue credits with all the other one eight students who can make it to the film, and we're out. Yep. And so, final thoughts on the movie. That's it. Yeah. Uh, this is just a pretty well put together shonen film overall. Like yeah. It's, like if if anything, it just does what any kind of shonen film can really do, which is just give you like. A nice, small, succinct uh, taste of what the main series is really all about. Uh, yeah, just the aesthetic nice, that it pulls off. Yeah, just a nice little extended episode. All the, all the feelings that you get from it, you know? And hey, if it's if, if I think it was entirely worth it just to get across that one moment they couldn't have in the manga. Mm-hmm. Or in the main series, I mean. Yeah. Where Deku and All Might uh, fight alongside one another as Master and Apprentice. It's, it's incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, it felt definitely pretty well paced. It didn't really outlive its welcome or anything like that. Well, yeah, the, the the other side, though, I will put is that, like, there is some, like, even if you are a regular watcher, I could reasonably see how some of the stuff near the beginning of the film could bog it down a little bit for you as you notice the obvious stuff, like the intro recap, mm-hmm. like, you know, getting having to explain how all these characters get in one I space. I mean, it's, it's not that bad. No, I mean, it's, it no, only it's not takes, that at all. It only takes, like, what, ten minutes at the most. Right, mm. right. It's 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 very brief. Yeah, like I, I feel the same way. It's like a, it's a very good movie, though. It does feel like an extended episode, so to say. But it's it's mm-hmm. a fun extended episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's undeniably fun and enjoyable. And you know, as far as like uh, movies based on Shonen Jump uh, properties go, it's like definitely up there with like a lot of the One Piece movies. I would say mm-hmm. not as good as One Piece film Z, but uh, I would say I would like it more than uh, Strong World and uh, Film Gold. And I love those movies too. Right, well, there right. you go. Yeah, and better than any friggin' Bleach or Naruto movie. It still pulls mm, across. That's it's still, a low bar. Yeah, it still carries stuff. across its pathos uh, very well. Uh, junctioned with, uh, conjoined with some uh, uh, very stellar animation from the uh, team that worked on the film. And for their first outing at, as like doing a movie for My Hero, it's a really good first outing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's solid. It's completely solid. Like just like with My Hero Academia as a whole, it's like a very, it's all very solid and very consistently good. It's just mm-hmm. like, what more do you want to say? Yeah, that's the most you could expect from My Hero. Mm-hmm. Also, I have another question. Uh, would you guys like to see Melissa return to the main series proper? Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. I think so. I think I, there's a role for her. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea that Melissa kind of... Sti- I love the idea of Melissa sticking in the background and eventually becoming the future uh, costume designer for Deku. Yeah. Because, you know, she makes that little uh, arm guard for her. That, I mean, no, she makes that little arm guard for Deku to help him out, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a good little uh, connection there with, like, the... Red around that kind of wraps around like a big string, red string of fate. You know, you can maybe mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, there. I think I think they just need to wait until like you know they're more trained up and they can insert her more in to provide that kind of support. Yeah, because like for the for the record, I wouldn't really see Mei Hatsume in the main series becoming Deku's main costume designer because she kind of works for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Melissa, she she has that connection with Deku that could make her right. specialized. To making him like a fine costume one yeah, day. And I and I could just see May like working more at one A. She she you like cannot hold her down. She will make stuff for everybody. Yep. Though I would love to see uh 
Atsume and Melissa work together. Like, can you imagine those two like teaming up, making like uh, support hero items? They that'd would. Be, they would be. be they would be stuff. a giant in the industry. Oh, yeah. They would love each other so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little surprised she didn't show up though. Yeah, but you know, we have like plenty of other support hero people. That is true. Yeah, like as I said before, I think it would have been a little overload if if another support item maker was in here with the film. I think, like, she would detract a little bit from Melissa because she'd be getting an honor and be like, you know, I, oh, look what, like look at all these great ideas I have. Like, let me see all your ideas. Like, I could reasonably see how the creators would think she would detract a little bit. Yeah. Because it's about Melissa and Deku. That's the heart of the story here. And they pulled that off pretty well. Thank you for listening to the latest installment of Summer of Heroes. I've been your host, Mikey, and you can find me at my social medias at Mikey Shiota on Twitter, MikeyShiota.tumblr.com, and Mikey Shiota on Instagram. Where can we find you, Ryan? You can find me at Wolfish Grin on Twitter and Wolfish Grin on Tumblr. Wow. And Tony, where can Hi. we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Tone Dog, and on, I'm kind of on Instagram a little bit. On there, it's Tone Dog 38 because some loser has my name on there. Oh. And that's my alternate. So I'll just do that. Good stuff there. Anything you would like to plug for the show here? Uh, not really. I mean, just, yeah. I don't really have much else to plug. Yeah, look out for Tony wherever you can online. And try to look out for uh, Bento FM. Yeah, hopefully we come back at some point, man. Yes, check that out. I'm fingers crossed because you guys do a lot of good stuff, and I like hearing all your uh, obscure music that I wouldn't listen to normally. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Oh, yeah, you are always the person to go to for music suggestions. Yeah, just, I mean, if you have any questions about things, I don't know, hit me up. I'll I'll talk to you. (laughs) And, of course, I love your panels, the the Bento panel that you and Peter John do. Yep, yep, good stuff. Mm And also follow the show's Twitter at anime underscore baby. That's anime underscore B-A-Y B-A-Y. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send them to animebaybaypod at gmail.com. That's yes. animebaybaypod at gmail.com. Just like the band. Just like the band who sings Rey Mysterio's theme. Yes, they do. Booyaka booyaka. So thank you nine. very much, Tony, for coming onto the show. We really hey, appreciate yeah. you coming down here. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, hopefully not the last time we'll have you on because this was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to be back. Yeah, I might have some ideas for uh, some other shows that I might want to bring you back for. Ooh, yes, I'm excited for that. Yes, so many ideas cooked up for. Oh what boy! We can do. Yeah, I pretty much have like a, a year's worth of like episode ideas like on my notes in my phone, like wow. stuff I want to do. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, long-term booking, folks. Yep, do it. And I'm in for the entire ride. We're not rewriting the week of, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ride this train to hell. We're not shredding the scripts like while we're recording the show. <laughs> yep, not not at this moment, at no, least. No, we have good shit. Mm-hmm. We do. Thanks again for listening, and join us next time as Summer of Heroes concludes with the second half of season three. Oh boy! As it's time for our young heroes to get their provisional licenses. Yeah. Oh, the last Good stretch for stuff. us though for the summer. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to do another follow up here when part four is finished. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you, we definitely are. Yeah. Because what's coming up next? Ooh, I want to talk about it. Oh man, like I'll I'll always want to talk about my hero because I love this series so much. Yeah. That's I mean. So good. Maybe you can do a My Hero Academia Summer of Heroes 2.0 next year. Mm, There's an idea. Never know. Never know. Never say never. Mm -hmm. Thanks again for listening, and this has been... Oh, wait. Can I join in on this? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. You have to join in on this. Oh, boy. All right. This has been... Anime, baby!
ずれって言われたっけでもなくしたこ